Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups, the superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. Wow! This is Football Sunday on The Fan, a comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Good morning this Football Sunday. Hello. This is not the normal normal voice you are used to hearing on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. on 1080 The Fan. That's a very smooth tenor voice that we have right there. It's not as deep, not as burly as one Mike Lynch because he is out today. So he claims he is feeling under the weather, but I think he's just trying to parlay this into two Sundays in a row off because we will be off next Sunday. Lynch is a slacker and we know it. He knows it too. Yeah, he he definitely is. Works six days a week, does another podcast on the side. He can always do more. He could. He doesn't want to. No. He was the hardest working man at the fan. Now, uh, He's falling down the power rankings. You know, taking days off, hours off. Who does that? Yeah, so Mike Lynch gave us the text this morning that was feeling under the weather, and then he wanted to do the old COVID testing because he's going to be traveling out of town. So it's Rashad Taylor and myself. Running things on this football Sunday for you today. How you doing, Rashad? Oh uh, man, uh, you know, I've I've had better. You, you look very to... wintry today. Today oh. with your uh, mighty duck sweatshirt, the the beanie. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was. You know, it's it's cold out there, and it's getting to be one of those times to where it's time to bundle up. And and hockey sweaters are you know like the the most comfortable sports gear ever. Do we need to create like a power ranking of most comfortable? sporting attire i think we should like i mean i I absolutely think that we should and i think the hockey sweater is number one you know i don't have a hockey sweater in my repertoire but i think i do need to add that yeah do you have a hockey team i don't and you know what hockey is one of those things because there aren't a lot of like at least that i know like casual hockey fans so like i only know a few people that have a team right like man oh man i'm a Blackhawks fan that's my team you know and so or the Maple Leafs or whatever the case is like you know I don't I think you can choose any jersey you want like whatever player you think is cool whatever color you think is great like well I think uh just like baseball hockey is a very like localized sport like if you live in a city that has a team or you're Canadian then I was gonna say if you're (laughs) from Canada then yeah it's your it's your thing you know people in the upper midwest the Wisconsin Minnesota region Michigan, I think everybody's kind of a hockey fan up there. I am a loose San Jose Sharks fan. So if I were to get a sweater, it would be a, of the San Jose Sharks or the Kraken. Um, I would like a Kraken uh, sweater. It looks, just, solid logo. It looks dope. They, they killed it on the logo yeah. and colors. They definitely did. Absolutely. Um, but also this year, I made the mistake. Well, it's not a mistake so far, but I, I'm doing my first ever fantasy hockey league. I, I got roped into that. I got enough texts from a couple of my friends and people convincing me and peer pressuring me into doing it. And I finally caved in and said, fine, all right, I'll do it. And after I agreed to doing it, I then I made the mistake of asking after that how much the buy in was. And they said 50 bucks. And so so you just lost 50 bucks. Essentially, I, I already gave it away. I gave, yeah. Yeah, I gave okay. the commissioner 50 bucks. I was like, you know what? You might as well just take this now because I don't want to give myself this false hope that I'm going to be hanging on to this by the end of the year. Uh, but 
out of some random luck in the hockey gods, I am already doing better in my fantasy hockey league than I've been doing in my football. Are you the, are you the girl from the office that just, you know, picks the teams because of their colors, picks the players? Because I like the way that sounds. You know, there was a t- there was a point where I'm like, oh, well, maybe I, I know a few Sharks players. I should just pick all them. But the Sharks are not very good. So I actually basic I just went off of the rankings. They have the websites that have like the one through 200 rankings. So I just went off of that and took essentially highest player every time. Best available. Fair enough. I mean, you can't really lose with that strategy. Like, I, for any type of fantasy sport, just look at the rankings. And in most cases, you you can't, you shouldn't go wrong. You know, oh, we can. You know, you can go wrong. <laughs> and things happen and injuries happen and all type of things. But for the most part, the rankings are, you know, unless you're the, the, the Jesse Osmond of fantasy hockey and you happen to know everyone's stats and everyone's tendencies and all type of stuff, but... Most of us don't. So and, just pay attention to the rest. And what's been great about this year so far is that the two guys in the league that know probably know hockey the most because they both actually played for the junior winter Hawks. And they, they know hockey. One of them is a commissioner and another one I've known for years. And both very good at hockey, follow it. I got wins against both of them. I played hockey for three years. Really? I did. You know, here in Portland. And, you know, when you're young, uh, and especially they're – there aren't a lot of um, ice rinks, or at least even then, back then, there was like three. I know of uh, my hometown Sherwood Ice Arena. That's one. Spent many Friday nights you know, in middle school uh, that, there. That's one. Uh, there used to be one at Clackamas, which is where our games were at points. That was two. And the Lloyd Center. Right, and so, yeah. you know, being from North Portland, you know, Lloyd Center was kind of our practice spot. But we had to be there either early in the morning or later because – ice skating and all, you know, type of stuff would happen just random, you know, so, but yeah, man, the hockey was expensive and no, seriously, <laughs> yeah, like, cause yeah, for it's sure. not like hoop to where you can, you might be able to wear a, a pair of hoop shorts for a couple years when you're young, you know, just until you really, really have a growth spurt, uh, maybe some, get a, get a year out of some shoes or something like that. But, um, when you grow out of skates, you need new skates. When you grow out of your pads, you're going to need new pads and all that stuff Head to toe is expensive. And my grandma at a point was like, yeah, no, we're good. You're going you're to go play football or you're going to go play basketball, just something that's not this expensive. And then all the games were super far. Like I said, we had to travel a lot. And, you know, that wasn't that wasn't all my grandparents and mom's agenda at that point. We're good on this. We're good on all this traveling and having no. to buy new gear every year. Even now, <laughs> man, like if you play, if you have kids that play Pop Warner, they give you the pads. They, no, they give you the pads, but the travel, like, I mean, from here, and you don't think about it, but, like, here to, like, McMenville doesn't sound far, right? But uh, it's every, a bit of a mission. every Saturday, like, that's it's that's kind of deep. And don't play uh, – baseball is probably the worst. Baseball and AAU basketball, as far as the travel, those are, are the worst. Because baseball tournaments, like, during the summer, they're, like, literally every weekend. Right. Every two weekends or whatever. So you're always traveling to somewhere and hotel fees and, you know, gas if you're driving or plane tickets. Like, I'm no. So are we going hockey sweaters, one? Like, hockey sweaters are one, probably. And then NBA and a, basketball jerseys, two? Jer- jerseys are two just because they're, you know, they're like wife beaters. They're like, you know, really, really stylish wife beaters. And then, honestly, I I, I might have to put NFL jerseys probably last out of the four major sports. I mean, MLB jerseys, as far as, like, style and fashion goes. Cool. Yeah. They look cool. Exactly. I, I'm actually trying to buy a Derek Jeter jersey right now, you know, so. Well, love, save your money. Love, why? Don't need to do that. Why? Jeter. What? What is your team, Joe, for baseball? Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, Baltimore Orioles. You know what? I used to have some Orioles gear as well. Like, I'm, again, I like baseball, but I'm not, like, a fan of any particular team. You asked so, me that question, like, four or five years ago. I'm proudly saying Baltimore Orioles. No, but, that's, you know, it, things you know, happen. 300 lost seasons later, they can it can get to you. You know, it, uh, things happen, but you, that's what a real fan does. They ride it out. Well, you'll, they're, you'll they're, have your time. Well, they bought me for another 10, 15 years at least with uh, drafting Adley Rutschman. There you go. He's uh, from Sherwood, the same town that I uh, went to high school in. Spent time in Sherwood and then of course Oregon State local kid there I am a duck but when it comes to baseball I mean when it comes to sports I mean I think if you're from really really anywhere California if you're a USC fan then I think if there's somebody that's from your region 
there's somebody that's from your town or even just somebody that does well from the Pac-12, like, I got love for him. You know, yeah. there's a lot of guys like even and somebody like Aaron Rodgers who, you know, spent some time here in Portland and then uh, obviously played for Cal. Like, man, yeah, I got love for that kid because he went to Cal and I got a chance to watch him play, you know, relatively often. So I think it, I think that's just a care about sports type thing. So I haven't bought in, I haven't bought rather a uh, baseball jersey in long time, if ever. Now that I think about it, I'm trying to retrace my steps. But if I do get one, I think it's going to be a, Adley Rutschman Orioles jersey if he gets the call up this year I've been waiting for the call up to officially buy the jersey and I think that will be happening this year either to start the year or at some point and then that purchase will be be made I want an Otani jersey MVP yeah unanimous right I know if it was unanimous I mean I I don't know that's just what I thought it could be Sports center is usually wrong. But um so yeah, I guess hockey sweaters one, NBA jerseys two, MLB three, and then NFL jerseys four. Well, are we gonna throw in soccer jerseys? Oh damn. Soccer kits are pretty comfortable to wear. Soccer, too. I mean, so I'd probably I'd I'd if I'm being honest, I'd probably put that second. Yeah. If we're talking most comfortable, I'd probably put soccer jerseys second. I'm trying to like balance comfortability and, and style. style, you know? Well, and if we're doing comfortability and style, then yes, NBA jerseys or college, or basketball jerseys are definitely Because you rock like a good throwback NBA jersey. I mean, A, comfortable, and you get style points for that too. I got a Mike Bibby uh, Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. See, like that's, yeah. Yeah, I saw it, and I was like, ooh, I want that one. The guy the, was like, yeah, really? It's like the teal kind of color? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty bad. Those throwback Grizzly anything yeah. is I was looking a for look. a big country Bryant Reeves, but I couldn't find one. <laughs> I'm going to find one, though eBay. Oh, eBay. yeah, it's, it's definitely there. Uh, there's a spot off of uh, Hawthorne called Ball Was Life, and they got a lot of old-school jerseys, throwback, bunch of memorabilia. I've gone in there once before. It's a real cool, cool place. But I almost wanted to go in there and drop a ton of money on throwback jerseys for my boy and just have him showing up to school and, like, a just stun on everybody. throwback Penny Hardaway and just all sorts of old jerseys, you know, like he said, yeah, Bibby Vancouver. Like, if he showed up to school wearing a different throwback every day, I mean, he would he'd definitely win some points, of some popularity points at school. Absolutely. I kind of want some jerseys of, of some good players, but, like, guys that were good but probably should have, you know, Maybe got a little more shine, you know, at points. It's always good to have. Like, that's why I kind of wanted a big country Bryant Reeves. You know, <laughs> I think that would be, you know, a, a pretty cool uh, jersey to have or a Robert Ory or something like that. Like, those are, those, that would be kind of tight to see. Uh, yeah, uh, on the text line, it's definitely not the sleeved NBA jerseys. Yeah, um, don't, don't waste your money on those. But those, if we're oh, talking God. comfort, if we're talking <laughs> comfort, and if we're, th- like, some of those were okay. The Blazers one was okay. Like, I mean, some of them look stupid, but... For the most part, like I, I liked some of those jerseys. Never again, NBA. Don't ever do it again. No, that was it. Was it was a bad idea, you know? <laughs> just because that was, I, I can understand for like a day, like one one games, like oh, we're gonna rock the the sleeve, but like they tried to make it a, a part of their regular jerseys. And that's what I didn't like. They should have made it zero days. No, I mean, but as a shirt, if somebody gave you that for <laughs> Christmas, you're not gonna turn down that Blazers. CJ McCollum, you know, jersey t-shirt. It's basically, yeah, it's a shirt jersey. Yeah. Like those are, it's, that's what you get if you can't afford a jersey. That's what you get for kids because you know they're going <laughs> to outgrow it. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. That's, when you go to the game, you see, I used to see a lot of Rasheed Wallace <laughs> t-shirt jerseys at the games. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had that on the text line. Of course, you want to tune in during the show, 503-250-1080. You can hit up TaylorMade, 503 503- on Twitter, that's Rashad. You can hit me up at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H, if you want to interact on Twitter or the text line, of course. Um, we got a lot to get to, Rashad. Yeah, we do. I heard um, something happen. <laughs> yeah, something something happened. I don't know if you want to call it football that happened uh, down in Salt Lake well, City. F- for one team, it was. There was uh, definitely one team that showed up. Uh, Utah beats Oregon 38-7 to last night. I thought that was a typo. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have to dive into it. We will have to talk about it. It's one of the, you know, when something tragic happens, you got to talk about it before you move on. And uh, boy, oh boy, we, we just, got we just to talk to, about We it. just tried to lighten the mood before we hop into it. But yeah. let's go for it. Let's do the eulogy. Yep, yep. It was inevitable. So we got Oregon Ducks next here on Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ducks saying, uh, I know, I am an Oregon Duck alum. That is my college football team, but trust me, they don't deserve a lot of praise or, oh, good effort last night, guys. You really tried. They do not. Uh, They are saying goodbye to their playoff chances, the little chances they had after getting absolutely embarrassed on national tv mind you this was not on the pac-12 network it was on abc at 4 30 primetime game to utah 38 to 7 i told you before the show was shot as we got closer and closer to kickoff i was feeling more and more nervous i was uh, remarking to people at my job that this is the ducks they have these november woes they show up in early mid-november with a Eight and one, nine and one, ten and one record. Talks of maybe playoff, national championship, and then they stub their toes on a team, usually away from Watson to Utah or Arizona State. Or I remember back in like 2014, it was Arizona. Um, but it happened again. Ducks get absolutely demolished by Utah. Playoff hopes are gone. And now they are looking to next week to try and clinch the Pac-12 North. But, uh, yeah, rough, rough night. Even thinking back to Dennis Dixon and was it Arizona or Arizona State? It was Arizona. Arizona they were playing. And, you know, he went down and the season went down with him, you know. And so, you know, as as competitive as Oregon's been over the last, you know, few years, it's only equated to, uh, is it two national championship games? Uh, they have gone to two. They've yes. gone to two. They've been to the playoff, or they've been to the playoff once, right? Correct, once. So, again, another disappointing year. Um, if you're if you're a fan, this is a disappointing year. The Ducks still have an opportunity to win the Pac-12, which is still huge. You win a Power Five, you know, conference championship. That's a that's a that's a big deal. That's still a big deal. We don't want to really kind of dismiss the importance of playing in the Pac-12 championship and playing, playing for the Pac-12 championship, but hold up because there is another team in Oregon that's playing their ass off and they seem to get better and better every week. And they're up for a Pac-12 championship as well, you know, or I think to be able to compete for, for the North. So the season, it can, it sucks to say, but it can get darker if you're Oregon like this, this, this could just be the tip of the iceberg because moving forward, like Oregon State, we've been saying it all year. Like, if Oregon State probably is a is a better football team at this point in the Ducks. The Ducks obviously have more talent, but as a football team, I think Oregon State is probably more sound than the Ducks are uh, right now. But and last night showed like Utah shouldn't have been able to compete with U of O. Like, I mean, on a for them to be able to do what they did to Oregon last night. Like completely control the ball, complete, completely control the run. Uh, I think they converted eleven of thirteen third downs. 
like Oregon couldn't get a run started. They couldn't make anything happen in the pass game in the first half. And then that punt, uh, that punt return at the end of the first half was like, okay, that's, that's salt in the wound right now. At this point, Utah's just showing out. And it was disappointing to see. Like, it was disappointing to see, like, the – I hate saying people don't have heart or anything like that, so I won't say that. But just the lack of a fight, it looked like there was just all the way around the board. It was it was it was a really disappointing game. Uh, if you're a Ducks fan, even if you weren't a Ducks fan, you're just a fan of football. Uh, I thought you're a Utah fan. You loved it. It couldn't have been any more perfect. But man, if you rock the yellow and gold, then that was a, or excuse me, yellow and green, then that was uh, a pretty pretty hard pill to swallow. Yeah, just going through the last ten years of Oregon Duck football. 2011, Oregon went into. Uh, November nineteenth against U- USC nine and one, and they lost that to go to nine and two, kind of putting an uh, end to their hopes of a national championship run. They lost to LSU that year in the AT and T Stadium to start the year. Um, ended up going on and winning the Rose Bowl. Uh, the next year, twenty twelve, went into the game November seventeenth against Stanford, undefeated, ten and zero, lost that game to Stanford, and then again they went to a Major Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, and won that. Uh, And that kind of seems like the theme of the Ducks. Have a chance late in the season to maybe go for bigger, better things like a national championship. And sometimes they have been able to get there. But more times often than not, it is falling short late in the season. Um, Again, in 2014, losing to Stanford at the end of the year in November after having a undefeated start to the season. And then 2019, Arizona State, this year to Utah. And I think a lot of fans felt like this was inevitable in a sense. I mean, the way that I I said it in the first half of this game, that the way that Oregon's been playing this year, people felt like this was going to happen at some point. Did they think it was going to happen this bad where they get absolutely blown out and are a no-show? I don't know if people saw this coming, but they knew they had a feeling that Oregon was going to be dropping one more game at least, whether it was to Utah or Oregon State. I mean, they've been getting by. It's, you know, we were watching the game a couple weeks ago, and uh, ABC had this metric that Oregon may have the toughest road to the national championship, and you're like, or to the playoff, and you're kind of like, huh? Like, that's, you know, they just have to really beat Utah at Oregon State. But then, yes, it's having to beat Utah, having to beat Oregon State, and then having to go and play in a Pac-12 championship and beat whomever, you know, was there. And, yeah, I think the the the, op- the opportunity for them to kind of stub their toe, we figured it would come, but we didn't think that it would look like this. You know, I, I honestly, I thought there was a chance, because Utah's a good team. I thought there was a chance that, okay, this could be a competitive game, but still Utah isn't as talented as Oregon, and they should be able to pull it out. And then, you know, maybe Oregon's not as talented as we assumed, you know, or, and I don't, I don't want to say that, but, you know, that's only the second loss of the season. But college football is in like the NFL in the sense that, man, two losses doesn't mean your season. Like two losses doesn't mean that you won't compete for a Super Bowl. Like you still got a lot of season to play. In college football, one loss can, you know, be your undoing for the season. You know, one loss can be what separates you from, you know, being a finalist and winning the Heisman Award. Like, it's just, it's really, it's it's that close of, of a margin. So, I mean, there's still a lot of season to play. You know, Cristobal said it as much in his press conference. There's still goals uh, ahead for this team. And, you know, you're still looking at uh, a Rose Bowl on January 1st. You win the pack. That's still, that's still a huge bowl game. It's still one of the major bowl games they'll play outside of the Orange and Cotton Bowl, which are the, the playoff games this year. Yeah, and if you tried to polish this turd of a game it is that you can finish this year on a relatively high note you can go into next week beat your rival after the season they've had so far and they're on a really high note as a program going into this game I said it during my update this is one of the biggest rivalry game matchups between Oregon and Oregon State probably since like 2010 yeah uh, 2009 I think it was when they were both competing to go to the Rose Bowl Bowl. Yeah. yeah absolutely so you're looking at a huge win there if they can get Oregon State. And then if they are able to clinch the Pac-12 North, you have a chance to redeem yourself and get a win against this same Utah 
team in the Pac-12 championship game. And the text line put it perfectly. The most Pac-12 thing ever happened last night to Oregon. Now watch them rematch Utah in the Pac-12 championship and just annihilate Utah. Like, <laughs> absolutely. They, they And they reversed the score, and the score is 38-7 to against Utah. Like, I I can absolutely see that happening in, in a get-back game. Because, again, I don't think Utah probably – a lot of things went wrong for U of O yesterday. Lots of things. And, and usually it's just one or two things in a close game that go wrong. But, you know, I would – if you ask any athlete, most athletes would tell you they would rather get blown out than lose a close game. Because you lose a close game, that means I just we made a mistake somewhere and we messed up. Like, if we don't make that mistake, then we probably win that game. But a blowout means you did a lot of stuff wrong. Yeah. There were a lot of mistakes there. So it's like, I, it, I, it sounds weird to say that it's easier to, to swallow and have making that many mistakes you yeah, know but it's it's definitely a tough question to ask which way do you prefer to lose yeah no seriously it, it, it's a super tough question you're like you know in a close game is great but that's that's hard to take home with you you know because then you just think about damn i should have if i made that free throw or if they'd have made that punt or if they'd have just if we'd have got out of bounds right there we might have had a chance to you know you're left with all these what ifs when a blowout is like bro we just didn't have it like there was nothing that went right for us and last night there was nothing that went right for the ducks it, it was all it was the definition of all bad i mean and it was summed up by the end of that first half right absolutely down 21 nothing you would think that the right thing to do is take a knee get into the halftime locker room regroup make some adjustments figure out what the hell you're doing out there and instead incomplete pass incomplete pass run the ball utah uses a timeout and honestly that's that is just Football guy move from Kyle Whittingham to be like, you know what? There's time left on the clock. We can make something happen. That's points we can get on the ball on the board. It was a play that, you know, they tried to they tried to pin him, and then the the defense would begobble him up, try to pin him in the corner, and it didn't happen. And uh, and I forgive me, I forget his name from from Utah, but made an amazing run back and a, a couple amazing cuts. Missed some, you know, some some tackles were missed. Like there was a lot of things that went wrong just on that play, and touchdown and that right there was the that was the deflator yeah Britton Covey they were talking about right before the punt return hey give him a chance he's one of the better returners in the conference he showed the country and that was that was the nail in the coffin right there yes you know you're thinking 21-0 it's a big that's a big gap to come back on but the Ducks they could they could maybe do it and then that happened and you're like all right and the Ducks have been resilient all year and I think that's why we saw them get down early 21 nothing it's like okay that's that sucks. Like, but you know they can come out in the second half. We've seen them play much better in the second half and in, in games, and it it just it just never happened. It just never happened. <sighs> yeah, it was rough. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Yes, it is. Um, I, I mean, like I said, you, the positive spin is that you still have a lot to play for. You can show out next week, and then you can redeem yourself in the Pac-12 championship. Get yourself a Rose Bowl. It's kind of like. Um, a few years ago. I mean, you lose to Arizona State, right? And you get that second loss, and you're like, all right, well, there goes the playoff hopes. But you beat your rival, you win the Pac-12 championship, and then you go and win a Rose Bowl, and Justin Herbert runs for three touchdowns, and it's a dramatic win, and then you finish the season on a high note, and you feel good about that team. Uh, th- this year has been very different because of how close they've skated by. This is a very um, underwhelming 9-2 and season. <laughs> but again... If you finish the season well, then you can kind of have some redeeming qualities about this year. And it's, you know, Oregon has been spoiled because 9-2 and two is still a hell of a season. Yeah, a lot of teams would Absolutely. die to have that. Absolutely. That 9-2 and two will get you a $3 million raise. All somewhere. right. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run a little bit of Audible because I forgot to tease it earlier in the show. That's just where m- m- professional Mike Lynch, you know, over me, he he knows what he's doing, but... If we get enough for Fantasy Scramble, we will do that in the 945 segment. We've gotten a text. If you have any fantasy football start or sit questions, we will try to get those before 10 o'clock kickoff. But we need help on the text line. If you have some questions or queries, we need a few more of those. I don't know if you have any troubles, Rashad. I certainly do after Lamar Jackson was ruled out today. I saw that. Um, So if you have any fantasy football questions, text those in. We will get those to 945. And we already got one rolling in. Uh, but next, let's do it. Oregon State, they win again. They improved to 7-4. and four. They beat Arizona State. And let's talk about them, and let's just talk about the matchup next week. 
the game formerly known as the Civil War going down in Austin next Saturday. We will get to that next on Football Sunday on Tanny the Fan. But first, I got Sports Center for you. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. This is Football Sunday. Joe Fisher sitting in for Mike Lynch. Rashad Taylor, of course, here with you. Uh, Fun fact about Eminem, by the way. He's a rap god? uh, He is indeed a rap god and still absolutely putting up crazy numbers. Because of five-year-old or longer hip-hop albums that are still getting one million-plus streams a day on Spotify, the Eminem show is his averaging 2.1 million listens. A that's day. crazy because that's not even the dope one. Uh, that that's, was that's when he started to kind of like okay, you're. I think it was just after emo, and yeah. now it's like really emo. It's like okay, bro. I think that was the one after Marshall Mathers LP, which is. Probably his, his best. best best work ever. But yeah, MM show getting more streams than graduation. Mar- Marshall Mathers LP, twenty uh, fourteen Forest Hills Drive, Good Kid, Mad City. A lot of these uh, great albums over the last 10, 15 years. Eminem still putting up numbers. Hey man, go get yours, Slim Shady. I love it. And another team that's putting up numbers. Great segue. Yep, that's what I do. Oregon State Beavers. They get another W. 24-10 over Arizona State. The Beavers, 7-4 and four on the season. They already clinched their uh, bowl game last week. Well, they're trying to clinch a little bit more, Rashad, because they could get the Pac-12 North title next week. They do need some help. They got a win, obviously, against Oregon. But they need, they need, need Washington to beat Washington State in the Apple Cup, which, you know, in years past is like, oh, well, okay, I, I like the chances of that happening. Eh. Not so much this year with this Washington team. Um, But let's not look too far ahead. Let's just look at Oregon. They run the ball again. B.J. Baylor, 20 carries, 150 yards. They have like over 250 yards rushing again. And Arizona State, who came into the year ranked as one of the top teams in the Pac-12 
in the Pac-12 South, chance to get the berth for that part of the conference. Uh, Oregon State, they run over them, and here we go again. Oregon State with a lot of confidence heading into this rival rivalry game next week. Uh, one thing that U of O really struggles with is teams that are great against the uh, great with the run, and Oregon State is probably one of the best rushing uh, attacks in all of the Pac-12. And last night you saw what a good rushing attack from Utah uh, would be able to do for you, and it created a lot of problems for U of O's defense. Run the ball away from Kayvon Thibodeau and and, and uh, lots of pulling, you know, uh, tackles and things like that and guards. And it's like, man, they were they, – they bought out all the stops. And I think Oregon State can run the ball similarly. And I think Oregon State has a one of the best running backs in the country. Not in the Pac-12. You look up B.J. Baylor's stats; they rival the top running backs in the country, and they have. And there, there has been very few games of his where he hasn't had at least a hundred yards. I want to say of the the eleven games they played, uh, maybe three of them he hasn't had a hundred yards. Yeah, there is. He had forty-two against Cal, which was a loss. Ninety-eight against Colorado, which was a loss. 80 against Stanford, but other than that is 152, 150, just consistently putting up 100 yards, you know. So when he runs the ball well, they win games. And that's kind of the – and even if Chance Nolan isn't playing great, because yesterday I don't think Chance Nolan was, was great. No, he didn't even throw for 100 of, yards. Opposite of great. And as a quarterback, whenever you throw anything under 100 yards, 90 yards, you know, he had a QBR of, of 80, 84.4. And you look at the QBR, it's like, oh, man, that's, that's really impressive what he's able to do. But, you know, he threw the ball 18 times for 90 yards. Why? Because you can let B.J. Baylor uh, carry the load. You can let Jack Coletto carry the load for you offensively. So um, you got to be proud of the way Oregon State has played because coming into the season, and we talked about this before, we were saying, man, if they can get five, six wins, that's a, that's a successful season for you, for Oregon State. Five or six wins, like you know, if you could, could you imagine if you said, yeah, Oregon five or six wins, that should be successful. Man, people would jump off of buildings here, and <laughs> and seriously, I think somebody might be that literally depressed, commit suicide, literally that depressed, you know, over their ducks to where they would, you know. But Oregon State has remained consistent all year, and whether they win games or lose games, they're kind of they're kind of playing the same way uh, all season. And you've got to you you got to get behind Jonathan Smith and what he's been able to do. Give that man a raise. Give that man some more years. And I think the job he's done this year, if he does something similar next year, please believe people are going to be knocking on his door. Please come coach here. Because if you can turn this program that has been trash for the past 10, 12 years, you can turn them around and make them competitive and do something that Gary Anderson and Mike Riley and all those guys couldn't do over the past decade. Yes, please believe some of those teams that are kind of struggling right now, but they're big-name programs. They're going to start coming around uh, Corvallis sooner than later. Yeah, it's just a matter of uh, can you pluck a coach from his alma mater? I mean, th- does he get satisfaction of doing this with his team that he used to play for and has so much uh, emotional tie to? Um, as an Oregon alum, again, it absolutely kills me to see Oregon State being this good and actually having a legitimate shot at Oregon beating Oregon next week. See, I didn't go to either school. I partied <laughs> at both schools. I I had more fun at U of O's parties than I had at Oregon State's. But uh, I got love for you know I went to Western, which is for two years, so it's twenty minutes down the road. Monmouth, beautiful from Oregon city. State. Uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, cool. You know, I have also partied at uh, Western and, Oregon, and I went to Western Oregon when it was a dry town. You know, oh. so there was like no liquor. And for a college student, it's like, what are you talking about? There's no there's no liquor. And you have yeah. to go to Independence, Oregon to be able to get some. <laughs> Independence, type Oregon. Of, beautiful yeah. town. Uh, well, it's, it's okay. <laughs> Lots of apartments. <laughs> but but no, nah, man. So uh, I got love for both schools. And now, you know, you, you, we're going to be in for a treat on Thanksgiving uh, weekend to be able to see. U of O versus Oregon State in a game that means somebody's going to the Pac-12. Yeah, logical, That's awesome. logical sports. Joe says, "What a season for the Beavs. Good for them. I can't wait for Saturday. It's gonna. It's a rivalry game that finally means something." Oregon Ducks. Joe says, "I don't like this one bit. I don't like this team having this amount of confidence going into this game. I'm much happier with a two and nine Oregon State uh, team going into this game. That's how I prefer it. And hopefully, Oregon just uh, runs right through them and." 
absolutely uh, schlacks them on Saturday and wins by multiple touchdowns, which probably won't happen. But uh, that's what I hope for. But Oregon State, good for you guys. Fingers crossed. Great job, Oregon State. Great season. All right. Good luck. Now we got Fantasy Scramble in this last segment. If you texted in your starter sit questions, we will get to those. Hang tight for one commercial break. We'll get Jesse Osmond from Explicit Fantasy Sports in here, and we will do that next on Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. This is what you get when you wait until the last minute. It's your pick. Fine, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. This guy. A kicker. I like kickers. Listen up, you fantasy coaches. Mike and Rashad are here to save your butt with some last-minute injury news and roster advice. The only reason my team finishes terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. All right, fantasy scramble time. We got about 13 minutes until kickoff. And, of course, as always, we got Jesse Osmond from Explicit Fantasy Sports here to go through these. Me and Jesse going through our woes over the phone line just a few minutes ago. How's it going, Jesse? Not bad, not bad. Still in the hunt in one of my leagues and uh, cruising the playoffs in the other. So, I'm you know, feeling pretty good. Championship Sunday. That's what we do here. That's right. All right, let's get right to it. We got a few from the text line. A lot of people going through the Amari Cooper woes with him being out, not just one week, but next week as well, unvaccinated and testing positive for COVID. So this first one, Amari out, PPR. I got either Ty Johnson, Latavius Murray, or Tony Pollard. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I guess, Tony Pollard because that's my, uh, my Dallas guy there. So give me Tony Pollard because he can get some receptions there too. Uh, yeah, I think I like Tony Pollard as well. Yeah, this is a tough one just because, you know, we got these, I mean, they're, they're all what secondary backs, right? In the back of Ty Johnson is going to get a little bit of love, but when now we have Flacco there, he doesn't work with his backs in the passing game as much. So I think that's going to drop the value of Johnson a little bit. Uh, Tony Pollard, obviously he's just, he's a guy that, you know, got a, a decent little floor. He's going to get some work. And I say the same thing uh, of Latavius Murray. I think they're going to be a little bit run heavy with uh, Lamar Jackson not playing this week. However, despite that, Freeman is doing so well in Latavius Murray's absence. I don't know how Baltimore can't see that he played better than Murray so far this season. So Latavius Murray is definitely a you need to touchdown to pay off. And I think you have a little bit more upside and a little bit more flexibility to get some points with a guy like Tony Pollard. All right, Jesse, I'm hearing a weird like clicking on your line, so I'm going to get you back on the line here real quickly. So um, with our next one, we've got, uh, let's see, running back PPR Deontay Foreman or Miles Sanders, uh, wide receiver Gallup or Kadarius Toney. Rashad, between those two, Deontay Foreman and Miles Sanders. Uh, I think today Carry I'm, the show for five seconds while I get Jesse back that's on. That's not a problem. I think for the sake of the day, and it's PPR, I'm going to go uh, Deontay Sanders. Uh, I just think, like his upside a little more. Uh, oh, geez. As far as wide receiver, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Gallup on that one. And then we have a tight end question. Uh, Knox or uh, Ertz. Oh, geez. Getting desperate for the win indeed. Um Geez, that's a, that's a tough one. I'd probably end up going Knox for in the tight end position, though. All right, Jesse. So I had uh, Deontay Foreman or Miles Sanders PPR. Uh, I actually have this this week. I um, I understand the the like for Miles Sanders. We've seen particularly they're they're running about sixty, basically over forty times a game since Miles Sanders has been out with the injury in Philadelphia. But they are going against Buffalo. He is going to be sharing with. Um, I, I'm assuming they are going to still use Boston Scott and Howard. They uh, they didn't dress up well this week. So my guess is this is going to be a three back rotation now. Um, and I still think he's got upside down the the regular season, but Foreman's been the most explosive guy right now as far as I can tell in that Houston back in the Tennessee backfield. They get Houston this week. Amazing matchup. I myself had the same problem and I put um, Foreman in over Sanders. All right. Uh, another one. Had Cooper go down yesterday. Options are AJ Green or Jarvis Landry. Half point PPR. I'm going to go Jarvis Landry just because there's a lot of mouths to feel, feed in that Arizona Cardinal offense and there's one less mouth to feed with uh cleveland browns um granted baker mayfield has looked god awful the last couple weeks so uh fingers crossed jarvis landry half point ppr i'm taking aj green because i don't trust baker Mayfield. (laughs) 
I mean, I don't trust Baker Mayfield either, but you have Colt McCoy under center for Arizona for the third week in a row, and you have to think about what has A.J. Green done uh, with Colt McCoy there. Granted, um, he, he was coming off COVID one week, and but the fact is, is he got work last week. I think he got six targets. He had one reception on those targets, as opposed to a guy like Christian Kirk, who caught 13 of the 14 passes thrown his way with um, Colt McCoy. So I think A.J. Green is a very risky start. I want to pivot away from them. They're both risky starts, but Jarvis Landry is at the very least the alpha dog is as the receiver. And then I don't believe Don Peoples-Jones is dressing down this week. So that just gives a little bit more spot to his play this week. There you go. All right. Uh, PPR need two out of these three. Emmanuel Sanders, I'm guessing Devontae Smith. It says D. Smith, so I'm guessing him. And Michael Gallup. I'm going to go Gallup because uh, Cooper is out. And this is the second week back with Gallup. Um, and he's been pretty effective when he is in that passing game. So I'm going to go with Gallup. And uh, give me Devontae Smith. He seems to be emerging as that number one um, target for Jalen Hurts. And I don't know if Dallas Goddard is playing today or not, Jesse. I know he was out with that, uh, left the game with the concussion, so you could shed light on that. But I'm going those two. Rashad? Uh, I'm going uh, Devontae Smith and, and Gallup. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to go D. Smith. Um, Gallup's definitely got some ups, and that's probably the one you want to go with there. It's kind of like a flex-type play. Um, there, I mean, there, there's just so many mouths to, to feed, even with Cooper out in Dallas. So there's got to be a little tempered expectation there, but I think we got it there with um, Gallup and Devontae Smith. And I, I, I haven't seen anything on Goder. I think he is going today, but um, I'm not positive on that. All right. Moving on to one more flex spot, half point PPR. Got four options. T. Higgins, Rashad Bateman, Kenny Galladay, or Dearness Johnson. I don't know if uh, Dearness Johnson is going to get as much work this week. Uh, oh, man, I guess I'll go T. Higgins just because I trust the Bengals passing attack rather than those uh, other two teams. Because, yeah, Rashad Bateman with the Ravens today, not sure about that. And then Kenny Galladay with the Giants, that makes me unsure as well. So I guess T. Higgins. I'm, I'm always going to go where the best uh, quarterback is, and for right now it's T. Higgins. Yeah, no, I, def- I definitely think you have to go T. Higgins. There's, I I think if Lamar Jackson was playing, I would go Bateman. But uh, Tyler Huntley um, is a undrafted free agent, and we don't even have a clue as to what type of NFL quarterback he is. And then I have another worry of we see these backups come in, and the guys that they play with still get on the field, right? Like like a Porsche, the guy that he's throwing the ball to on second team, he's going to be on the field. Is he going to favor him over like a Bateman just because he has familiarity with him? And so that's the risk you run of playing a a wide receiver in core when, oh, yeah, he's the number one, but he's not the guy that the quarterback familiar with. So I, I think you do have to go with Chicken. All right. Just got a couple more here. Uh, Knox, the Bills tight end, or Pollard, the Dallas running back PPR. Man, that's a good one, too, because as we mentioned earlier with Pollard, it's kind of hit or miss with him some weeks. Um, Knox is a top target there in Buffalo. I I guess I'll go go, uh, Knox for the Bills. Uh, what's my other option? I'm sorry. I'm trying to find Tony the... Pollard or Knox. And I, I you know, I think, I'm, I'm switching. I'm Tony going Pollard. Pollard. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Pony, Tony Pollard. I'll, I changed my pick. In the flex position, it's always best, in my in my opinion, to take a, a running back because they have the option to run and, and catch. So I'm taking Tony Pollard. I talked a lot about looking at the season and, and kind of in quarter polls, right? Like on my champs week and breaking it down into four weeks at a time. And when we look at, you know, the first, basically the first quarter of the season for Dawson Knox or kind of that middle part where he, right before he got hurt, he was on fire. But since coming back, it's kind of been, hey, it's Dawson Knox is there. He's a, a part of the offense. But it, 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 on top of that, the Buffalo offense has just been hit or missed this season, it seems. Like it hasn't quite been the, the unyielding machine that it was last year. So I think you have a little bit of a safer floor and better upside with a guy like Tony Pollard. All right, let's get to this last one. DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks, or Jarvis Landry for my only flex spot. Uh, We talked about Landry earlier. Brandon Cooks, a good option in Houston. DJ Moore started off the season very well and has kind of – it's kind of dipped as far as his production goes, I'm pretty sure. But they got Cam Newton today. 
Maybe he can get the ball to him. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go DJ Moore just because of the unsurety of Jarvis Landry and Brandon Cooks um, at, on that flex spot. Yeah, it looks like you're starting Keenan Allen and you traded for Jamar Chase. So you look at your, your receiver, you know, looks pretty good there. So I think I would go DJ Moore as well. Yeah, I, um, I'm going to pivot. Um, now, I do think that there's a better opportunity of DJ Moore starting to look more like DJ Moore with Cam Newton under center. You know, he's not really a downfield guy. So, so you know, that's a good thing because Cam really can't throw accurately downfield. But I just look at what you have in Brandon Cooks and what he's been with Tyrod Taylor. And you talk about a guy, um, Tyrod Taylor, who's only played three games this season with, with Cooks. But in those three games, Brandon Cooks has 35 targets. Wow. 35 targets. And then you you also kind of match it together with the fact that Tennessee has seeded 14 touchdowns to wide receivers in 2021 um, and averaging 46.1 PPR points to the Titans. I really want to play Brandon Cooks this week. All right. I see the ticker on red zone. We have less than three minutes left, and that means that we got to get our final commercial break here before the 10 o'clock game start. Jesse, thank you as always for jumping on and uh, getting us this start sit help. And we will talk to you, uh, talk to you uh, in two weeks, actually. We will not be here next Sunday. So enjoy your Thanksgiving, dude. Happy you do the same. Thank you very much. Happy holidays, guys. All right. So that is Fantasy Scramble. Good luck to everybody out there. Football on this NFL Sunday is about to start here again. NFL Red Zone countdown is at a minute 45. So get Red Zone on, get Fox, CBS, whatever you're watching your games on. Get that tuned in and we will get right back to Football Sunday right here on Tanning the Fan next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 